let's start it off like that. Ha! <laughs> I was gonna ask Dubs, can you please recreate the noise you just made? Ha! <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, well, I say we kick it off with that. Yeah, Chris, c- Chris Cross. It- <laughs> All right, I'm still not sure about the nickname. Okay, okay, we'll okay, okay, we'll hold off on it. Um, yeah, so like four, five episodes, I went on that 30-minute rant for trying to think of the word for a universe slash property, intellectual property. Yes. Slash franchise, slash... Oh, did we say franchise? Uh, we did. I don't think the word franchise came up because I was listening <laughs> to a podcast today where someone said the word franchise, and I out loud i was walking on a trail and i went franchise (laughs) i said it out loud (laughs) it wasn't franchise because we you said franchise that night no it has to be franchise that sounds so right to me now star wars is a franchise i don't think we said franchise we said it ah whatever anyway that's the word if you're listening please tweet us and instagram us (laughs) at uh, geek and destroy and i don't even know what episode that was i i'm trying to think of it i think it was two two weeks ago oh chris tries to think of a word it's episode 60 fantasy versus sci-fi yeah listen to the first 30 minutes of that hit us hit us up on the socials and tell us if he if if he indeed said franchise but that's 100 percent the word i rethought it back in my head and franchise can apply to so many things like mcdonald's is a franchise coca-cola is a franchise star wars is a franchise yes rick and morty is a franchise yes that's it that's what I'm thinking of. Like Star Wars is a franchise; it encompasses the movies and the comic books and the, the toys, toys and, and the yeah, t-shirts. Everything, and the, absolutely. That's everything. a franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I swear, because it's the absolutely the right word, and we never had that moment of aha, that's it. So we couldn't have said franchise. I'm almost positive we said franchise. It's so funny that it just came to you so clearly just then before I even revealed that I figured it out, <laughs> but neither of us could get it. It's because I think we said it. I really want to go back yeah, and listen to it because yeah, there's I so know. many times where I was like, it's uh, it's right at the tip of my tongue. And I could have sworn I said like and couldn't think of it. <laughs> anyway, franchise. That's Where's... the word for an all encompassing. <laughs> so check that off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I can now okay. die. OK, we can check that off. OK, OK. Um, check it off. You sent me a link earlier. That was really interesting because we talked about solar opposites recently. Yes. Which is uh, Justin Roiland's cartoon spinoff. Not spinoff. Cartoon side project of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, and it was just announced that Fox, it was Fox, right? Mm-hmm. Made a deal with Dan Harmon to get an animated comedy out of just him. So we now get to see what that half of the the perfect duo can make. <laughs> Do you think these types of things... I mean, first of all, it's good for them regardless because they're getting paid, so Mm -hmm. fuck it. But, like, from a creative and consumer standpoint, do you think it's a good thing that we're seeing that that this is happening? Like, oh, we can give one half of this brilliant show money and we should hopefully have brilliance as well, right? Like, Solar Opposites is because of Justin Roiland's name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to take anything away from Mike McMahon, but like, yeah, it's based off of, I think, uh, it's the pull of Justin Roiland, Justin's insaneness. Yeah. Um, and chaotic energy and Dan Harmon. I mean, Dan Harmon also has a huge reputation from from community and everything Mm -hmm. else he's done before Rick and Morty, but then Rick and Morty just made him like, I feel like a staple name. Yeah. Um, on top of like, yo, it's the guy for community. It's just, 
oh it's dan Harmon. yeah so i i, I just i don't know I, I feel like i feel like it's studios and, and companies trying to just like snatch a piece of of the fire while it's hot mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i think so i like that aspect of it to me is kind of like eh, like consumerism big hollywood just trying to get a little bit more money trying to squeeze everything they can out of every moderate like moderately talented person who has a kind of famous name that they can market but on the other side the dan Harmon side i'm sure he's really pleased because there's probably more things he wants to do than just rick and morty for what like nine more seasons weren't they signed for like a crazy amount of seasons uh it's a fuck ton yeah like they're going to be doing Rick and Morty forever, especially at the rate that seasons come out. It's like every 18 months, a new season comes out. Um, but there's probably other things he wants to do besides just Rick and Morty for the next 10 years or whatever. So I'm glad that we'll get to see like other things that are rattling around inside of his brain. Um, so like that part of it is good, I think, but the whole let's stick Dan Harmon's name onto something because we know people like him, so we know people will buy it. It's kind of eh. that's what I feel like. That's the thing; it comes off like that. Yeah, and that's my concern. It comes off like that, and it yeah. comes off as um, I don't doesn't come off as earnest. Yeah, yeah, you know, know what I mean? mean, like cheap or something. Um, that's how that's very much how Solar Opposites feels to me, where it's kind of funny but it's just trying to do the same thing that Rick and Morty does all the time, which is honestly how a lot of Justin Roiland stuff feels to me. He's kind of seems like he's a one trick pony. Um, like the video games that he's made or helped make are very Rick and Morty esque. Um, I think that's just his, that's just where he goes for his creativity. Yeah. It's just that pool. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, like you're right. And he's actually said it in a, I think it was a GQ interview. He was like, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this. All my voice acting sounds the same. It just sounds <laughs> yeah. like a variation of Rick or Morty. <laughs> He's like, it's just one or the other. Mainly it's Morty, but yeah. Like, I didn't know he was Lemonhead. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yeah, and he, yeah, exactly. And he just screams. Yep, um, that's it. <laughs> and did you know, you probably know this, but for those who are listening, because of doing Lemonhead and he lost his voice, they use, he had to use a, uh, he couldn't talk for weeks. Um Oh, you didn't know this? <laughs> no. He damages his vocal cords. I could definitely see that. Um, and because of it, he couldn't talk for weeks. So when he had to do, uh, like, he had to keep showing up for work for stuff, uh, he was using a, uh, like, a voice, uh, a, a dictator, mm-hmm. like a, a dictator, uh, uh, dictation yeah. uh, app. And that app, the voice it, it came out as, mm-hmm. is what they used for the butter robot. The butter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's... And it's because he was, like, every time they used... He was, like, everybody kept thinking I was sad because the app sounded so sad. Yeah. And that's when... That's actually where we got the idea to use it for the voice for the uh, butter robot. <laughs> what is my purpose? Pass the butter. What is my purpose? You pass butter. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That so, oh, man, that like, that's just a completely all-encompassing like, fifteen-second bit that is so profoundly funny to me. Like, there is so much. You pass butter character. 
oh my and God. emotion crammed into that 15 second little bit. <gasps> Speaking of uh, something, something really cool. I was planning to buy seasons one through three of Rick and Morty. It's a bundle sure. on iTunes. Yeah. And it was like $57 Ooh. out of nowhere. Like late last week, mm-hmm. I went to look at it on iTunes again, mm-hmm. and it was twenty five dollars. Ooh, and I see that's it. not bad. Yeah, and I, I was like, "Holy shit!" And I think it's because they're pushing out the latest season four, season five at like eighteen bucks a piece. Got it. So I was like, I don't know how I'm getting three seasons, like <laughs> with extended like director Ooh, commentary yeah. after each episode and oh, like breakdowns awesome. and all this other shit um, for like under thirty bucks. But I'm doing it, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's great. That's really That's awesome. Great. I watched, I was obsessed with Community, and I watched it a bunch of times, obviously, but then I watched it with the cast commentary and the director, like Dan Harmon and directors and writers commentary, which had like the Russo brothers in it, which is still so wild to me that they directed some of the best episodes of Community and then made <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, I still haven't seen season four of Rick and Morty. Besides, like, two episodes, I think. First two episodes, which were just a huge pain in the butt to watch on my phone on Adult Swim. Um, it's it's great. It, it's great. It's just the, the thing with Rick and Morty, and I think it's the trouble with almost anything, right? It's just that it's the redundancy of, like, there needs to be a variation. Mm-hmm. And, like, in each, in each season, they kind of have a, th- a primary theme that's mm-hmm. in the background. And... I feel like right now the primary theme is they're trying to really showcase Morty being separate from Rick. Mm. Like, I feel like they're trying to really be like, not season four. Um, no, we're in season five. No, season four. We're in season four? Season four just ended. Yep. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's like they're trying to, I think it's, I, I think that theme is Morty being and not separate independent Mm -hmm. of rick instead Mm -hmm. of always needing rick or tagging along or like and this started with the um revengers or whatever they were called like the the, not revengers what were they called i forget what they were called but yeah the avengers ripoff yeah um you could tell when that already because the seeds were already were already planted at that mm-hmm. point and you could see that he's like come on come on rick like i just want to have let me have this like they're cool <laughs> like fine they're cool whatever like <laughs> like that seed was already there of the of the separation yeah. beginning to form um and right now now it's like completely in my opinion it's very much like morty knows that he can be independent of rick mm-hmm. and it almost makes rick clingy but not wanting to be clingy so it's a weird, mm. it's a different dynamic. That's that, really interesting. It's to me, at least that's how it is. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's neat. I think it's neat. I think you need to watch it. When are you going to watch it? Uh, when it's on Hulu, my girlfriend and I want to watch it together cause she loves it. Um, she, yeah, <laughs> as she yeah. should, as yeah. she should. Um, but yeah, we, every once in a while we'll just check, uh, check Hulu to see if it's there and it's not um tv update i last week i told you i was watching hannibal and it's pretty good yes i it's i i'm over it <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not so, what i thought it was gonna be at all it's so boring it's just another crime show but one of them's a cannibal so does that mean you started west wing not yet well i don't know where that is i haven't thought it looked was for it yet and all 
true. All honesty. I uh, No, we are now watching through the Hunger Games movies, which I've never seen. I saw the first one once a long-ass time ago. Um, but I just watched the second one, which was really cool. Uh, and then we're going to be watching the, the third and fourth because... Hunger Games is another one of those series that was a very popular book series that they turned into movie series. And I think Harry Potter started this trend by turning the last book into two movies because there was so much story to tell. We couldn't do it justice with just one. Uh, And then Hunger Games did the same thing, split up the last book into two. And then Twilight did the same thing. And then Peter Jackson was like, "Ooh, I get to make The Hobbit into a movie. Hold my beer, you guys. Um so yeah, uh, we're doing the Hunger Games now. Uh, Hannibal, we're over. Oh, and then in between, we've been watching uh, satisfying videos on YouTube. Of is that is is that like? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Of uh, this Swedish dude who never talks but always like just writes subtitles on the screen, just cleaning old electronics and old like World War II era things like lighters and like Zippos and stuff like that like completely rusted things that you would find and be like, ah, too bad. That would have been cool if it wasn't rusted and you'd throw it away. He'd like oh, he take it, it and completely redoes it. Oh my God. And it's like, oh, I wish I had an ounce of that, like dedication to clean something so thoroughly. But, um, that's what we've been up to. I have been really into watching YouTube shows. Yeah. So Johnny made a good point about this, about how it's awesome to see people's passion. Yeah. Like, so there's three channels I've been, like, glued to. Mm -hmm. Um, One is James Hoffman. Okay. He's a British gentleman Mm -hmm. uh, who loves uh, coffee. Yeah. Like, loves, like, beyond Dub's level of intensity for coffee. (laughs) Like, measuring the temperature, the grind style, like, going through the burrs, what's a stainless steel, Mm -hmm. like, versus plastic, the conical versus the... (laughs) like whatever uh going through like the hop feed for grinders and going through like the espresso machines and mocha creations Mm. and like how long should you let something sit and the perfect way to french press and what's the right way to steam the milk and what's the right way to pour it what's the right like material to use for both what's the perfect thing to He's insane. So I don't watch him on a lot of things, but I do like watching his stuff. Um, uh, like with the stuff that I have questions about. So like I wanted to know how to make the perfect French press. Mm. Never seen it done that way. So now I'm going to do it. Interesting. I've never, I uh, wanted to see his thoughts on like brew styles and that was really cool. And um, he doesn't actually do a lot of like equipment reviews, which mm-hmm. is what I was hoping for. Um, but when he does, it's hilarious because he breaks it down. He's like, this pressurized system can't pump out the water flow properly. So therefore it can't push <laughs> through the puck. So as you can see, if we study this in like slow motion and he shows the slow motion, like stream, he's oh like, my God. the left stream is coming out at a faster rate than the right stream. That's not by defect. That's actually from the, the water flow from the pressurized system is faulty because it's pushing out only one side, which means we're not getting even water saturation throughout all the, all the, all the beans, the beans <laughs> all the grinds. All, so like your perfect match. <laughs> So that means this is like, and, and it's, um, and it's funny because like, he's like a quintessential, um, like English guy. He's like, 
So today, what we're going to be going over is... <laughs> Very soft-spoken and stuff yes, like that. He's ex- like almost to the point where it almost sounds like he's whispering. Because <laughs> the way he's discussing the Hario V60 broom method is actually done with the electric kettle. Instead of using... It's, yeah, so he's, he's like talks, David Attenborough for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, he talks like that. That's awesome. I love a good YouTube show. We've been down so many rabbit holes. Have you heard of... Uh, well, what are the other ones? Oh, the other ones are... Um, so this, I actually... I actually found this channel when I was sick. Mm-hmm. Remember when I was, for those oh, yeah. listening, if you remember when I was like basically sick beginning of, of COVID times. Yeah. But it totally wasn't COVID, but it probably was. <laughs> um, that was uh, called Goon Squad with a Z. Mm. And I found Goon Squad because there's like, it just popped up. I was, I don't know why, but I was on YouTube and I was researching, well, not researching, I was watching people like, uh, like redo boats. Mm-hmm. Like here's an old busted executive level boat that's basically like it's worth fifteen hundred bucks. It was originally sold for like a hundred and fifty. Jeez. We bought it. We're gonna refinish it. Blah blah blah. Their video came up, and Goon Squad is just. I think I still don't know where they're from. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's Tennessee. Okay. Because um, the, they have very heavy southern accents. And they're just two southern boys. They have to be under 20. They look so young. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're 21 at most. And all they do is they buy wrecked vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like wrecked. Like they go to the junkyard yeah. <laughs> where they're buying like salvaged vehicles. And they're buying vehicles. And then they're building them back up with just four hands. Just the two of them. Wow. Just fucking. Do- so like right now I'm watching them redo and it's funny. They don't do like, oh, we got a Ford Escape. They were like, we found a Lamborghini, like, <laughs> like Modena. And it's only like, it only costs us like $30,000. It's marked as totaled. The left frame is down, like all this other stuff. And they're just, and it's, it's crazy because you could tell that they're just grease monkeys. Yeah. They're just kids who liked playing and tinkering with cars. Yeah. But like the, and it's funny because they don't Jeez. know everything. So they, you see that in the video. It's hilarious in the video. Like they're, they're like they, they do a breakdown. So they just bought right now a Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk. Yep. yep. Which is like a crazy race level version of a Jeep. Yeah. Which is right now, I think it's priced at one hundred and ten, hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. And it's totaled. Like it flipped on. It flipped. Yeah. And they're taking it apart. And when they take it apart, they're like, what do you think this does? It's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Might as well hit it. And then he hits it. It's like, oh, nothing's happening. Like, it's it's hilarious because they don't know. And they openly say, like, I don't know what this does. We're going to have to find out. Like, it's just them finding out. Yeah, they're on part 10 of the Trackhawk series. So here's the crazy thing. They they're are, children, by the way. <laughs> There's a picture of them in the thumbnail. They're kids. They have a friend called that's called V-Tuned. Yeah. And V-Tuned, I think... He definitely doesn't own because he's just as young as them. Mm-hmm. But he works at a, a frame shop. Mm-hmm. So they bring the so like the trackhawk. They brought the trackhawk there. They take apart everything. Mm-hmm. It's just a frame with an engine and like like rotors. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> and what they do is that they attach the frame machine to it and they pull the Ooh. frame back into alignment. And they use like they have specific measurements that they do measure points for. Yeah. And then, like, in the case of the track hawk, because it flipped and landed on the roof, the entire, like, driver's side A-pillar is, like, pushed in. So they, instead, they... (laughs) 
they the the dealerships have to love them. They go to the dealerships <laughs> where they they find cars that, that, that of this of a similar model and they study it to see what it looks like. Oh my god! Then they go to the parts and service center and they say, "Hi, we need to order um like the A pillar for a cross like a, a track hawk, um yeah like the frame part." And they're like, <laughs> "Okay, like." I don't know why you need that part. And he was like, oh, we're rebuilding a like a, a track hawk. It's like, okay. Um, those are wild. limited edition, very small number of vehicles <laughs> and very exotic. Don't know how you two 18-year-olds got one, but um, okay. Uh, so then they're welding in. They cut out the A-frame, welded in the new A-frame. And then and it they, do, they learn. And I've been watching them for so long now. I remember watching them before they knew how to do detailing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and now they have an inflatable detailing tent where they drive the car into and they have the full like they do like the spray they do the whole nine yards they do the primer they do everything and it's hilarious because to me it's i as somebody who who works on cars Mm -hmm. there's so much i don't know and i get so scared of doing and like i don't want to fucking break this (laughs) And then you see them doing it. I don't know. Might as well hit it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, and you could tell they're like such like Southern do, Southern kids. Cause like they won't swear. They go, Oh dang. Like, like they, they won't, <laughs> they don't curse. They do none of that. They're very family friendly. Um, Oh, my, like, Oh my gosh. Like, do you see that? And such good little boys. Exactly. They're such good. You could tell, like, it's very easy to see why the family, the parents were, were behind it. They were like, you just want to go in the garage and work on cars and film it. It's like, don't you swear? Yeah. All right, go ahead. And yeah. like, but like now it's so successful. Yeah. It's insane how successful they're. They have they, 2 million subscribers. They have Lamborghinis. Not, not Lambos. They yeah, have Ferrari. Two Ferraris. Yeah. They have, oh my God, I, I don't think I can list it all. They have two Ferraris. They have a Ford GT500. They have a Honda S2000. They have the Jeep Trackhawk. They have a, um, they have a army supply truck, mm. armored supply truck that they found. And they made <laughs> it into a, uh, this was when COVID hit. They bought it and they were like, we're going to make like a crazy camper in case of COVID stuff. And they're like, we're going to put it in a fridge. And oh, man, look at this. Oh, like, they're just doing all this stuff to it. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And what do they like sell them? Um, they sell some of them. Okay. So to like pay for the other ones that they want to keep. They sell some of them. So like, for example, they they just sold, uh, I think it was a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. They, but they made it for a uh, track team. Got it. Like they, the track team was like, "We'll sponsor this build." Yeah. Like, okay, and like they just like <laughs> built it and they sold it to them. But like they, I don't, I don't know how they get their money. They has to be from views and the fact they sell these cars. Yeah. Um, they took, they took, uh, I don't even know which one came first. A GMC did not like, uh, like the biggest GMC truck, and then you have like a Ford F two fifty, which mm-hmm. is also a giant truck. I forget which one was first, but they used one truck. To carry the other truck from the salvage yard, and then they <laughs> rebuilt that truck too. And it's like, and I found them because they bought a boat, yeah, a salvaged boat. Oh wow, yeah. And they were like, oh man, I know nothing about boats. Like, is that bad? It's like I don't know if that's. We might have to do some fiberglass fix and stuff. It's like, yeah, we probably have to do some of that. Like, all right, can you move it up there? And he's like trying to shake. He's like, this sounds like a cartoon that you're describing. No, like, like, like they don't have as I think as like I'm. I sound more like Alabanian. I think. Yeah. Like, I sound like more like an Alabama guy yep. uh, talking or something. I don't know. Um, 
or somebody really like rural south. Yeah. But they have pretty heavy accents and like. That's pretty Tennessee. Some hurricane bill. I've met this side since a hurricane bill. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's great because you could tell how pure they are, mm-hmm. and they're so energetic. Like I don't know how they have the. It's because they're young. As somebody who like hates working on cars but works on them reluctantly, yeah, doing brakes isn't hard. It just takes time, and mm-hmm. by the time it's done, I'm just like, fuck, it's over. These guys, these kids, wake up at like. Early in the morning, they get to work. They don't stop until after the sun is down. And they're still just like, like, man, we got to get some food. It's like, oh, man, yeah, you know, we got that Chick-fil-A. We're feeling good now. <laughs> oh like, God. And then they're like, but they're not doing light work. Yeah, It's no. not like, oh, we, we got put on some new tires. Oh, they're real nice. No, it's not that. It's like, we had to drop the engine out, and we had to change the transmission, and then yeah. we fixed the axles. And like, oh, man, you see them like... They did like the truck lift on their GMC, and that's not an. It's two two kids doing it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like in a garage. Yeah, and it's insane, and it's really cool. They're so successful now. There's a video. There's only two videos of it so far. They were they're able to afford a lot, like they bought a lot of land, mm-hmm. a, a a land lot, and they're building an actual goon squad like garage. official garage instead oh. of working out of their like parents' driveway, which yeah. they've been doing for like <laughs> three years, four years. So. They're like, hey guys, we finally bought our own space, and we got, as you can see, it's it's really rough. It's covered in branches and trees. We got some old trailers, so we're gonna have to figure out how to clean it up. But you know us, we're just gonna do it ourselves. And like, <laughs> and one of them is like, nothing runs like a deer, and like they drove a John Deere like <laughs> normal riding mower <laughs> off, and they use it to mow down like brush for yeah. the whole thing. And then they rented like this giant backhoe, and he was like. Do you know how to drive this thing? He's like, we're about to find out. And Might as well hit it. <laughs> and they do it. The amount of, the amount of, like, with the Trackhawk, it's like the front wheel is, like, off. It's like, mm. it's like I think it was, like, the, the actual joint was, like, shattered. And he was like, should I send it? And I was like, don't fucking send it. And the other brother was like, you got to send it, man. <laughs> He's just, like, slamming on the gas. It's, like, burn, trying to burn rubber. <laughs> And it's like, oh my god, jeez! But like, that's awesome. I love that they're called Goon Squad. Yeah, <laughs> such a random name for these two Tennessee boys. But they're so they're they're so hardworking and honest. Yeah, that like it's just so easy to get behind. Oh yeah, and just be like, hell yeah, guys! Like they're keep going. That. Like fuck yeah, you guys got like I'm super excited now. I'm like, oh yeah, like. What happened to the uh, the boat build? What happened to the to the Jeep build? Oh, you finished the Jeep Renegade. Nice. <laughs> Is like, this you talking? Gladiator. Yeah, that's... Well, I don't... I, obviously, I don't talk to them. But, like, yeah, yeah like, I'm pumped to see the updates. I yeah. follow them on Instagram now because this I get is... to see in between updates. Yeah. I'm always like, did they fix the air suspension in the Jeep? I don't know. Like, like... <laughs> and then I see, like, a like a quick little clip on Instagram. They're just like, hey, look what we're working on. And it's just like... Check it suspension. out on this video. <laughs> It's hilarious. The, like the thing they, I, the thing that I like when they do is like, they they'll do everything normal, and then they'll do something like really outrageous, and it's like so they took like a six hundred horsepower Mustang GT, and they're like, what if we turbo? What if we supercharged it? And it's like, <laughs> you boys don't need it. Like you're not gonna get enough like rubber to handle the torque and they're like gotta send it like and they just like found a supercharger for it and they had to like take apart the front half of the car and like they built it they put in a supercharger That's or amazing. or when they have like the trucks the big trucks they get train horns 
<laughs> That's obnoxious. Like, not like like loud like air horns, train horns. No, like and they'll then make they you pro- go deaf if you're too close. And then they proved it by driving next to a train <laughs> and out blasting the train's horn by going in a horn contest with the train. <laughs> with their car. With their truck, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's ridiculous. It's it's fun. It's fun. And then the final show I like. Yes. Is called Vice Grip Garage. Vice Grip Garage. Vice Grip Garage is I. Th- he's got to be American, but he sounds so Canadian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's from Minnesota, because you know the, just the way he talks. It just he talks like this. And... Uh, definitely American. Is <laughs> oh yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. a cutout of America. There you go okay. with an American flag <laughs> over it. <laughs> uh, he is a single guy, mm-hmm. a single father. Who just films himself uh, salvaging things that are basically junk. Yeah. Like literally people are like, I have a junked vehicle in my yard. Can you come take it? Yeah. He's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks for it. And they're like, yes, if you can take it off the lawn, I'll give it to you at this point. (laughs) Yeah. And they are rough. They are not like, oh man, just needs a little love. And it's like, he shows up and he's like, so, uh got tires that's good (laughs) yeah Yeah, i'm looking at like pictures of these things they're mostly rust is what he's picking up (laughs) he uh he calls them uh what does he call them i forget what he calls them he calls like that's the thing he's funny because he's sarcastic in the way of like somebody who knows they're gonna go through a rough time yeah so he's like all right so let's see uh, if the light works oh that you know that's good it doesn't do anything how about this this cable here and okay that cable that cable has been chewed up by rats. That's nice. You know, that's, it's good. It's good for the rats. Um, I love the thumbnails have like just words on them. So like one of them is good enough. <laughs> one of them is she's tart. <laughs> one of them that's is, how he talks. He's like, oh, she's tart. Yeah. One of them just says balls of fire. <laughs> it's um, like an engine that's on fire. Yeah. Um. So I, the first video I watched of him is still my favorite. It's yeah. a Chevelle. I think it's a Chevelle. Yeah, with the American flag painted on it. Can I see it? Uh, abandoned Chevelle. Will it run after that one? Yeah. No, 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 no. Not that the one beneath it. It's um, the Cadillac Deville. Yep. That's my favorite one because it's like the perfect embodiment of his humor. Yeah. Which I found that on Reddit because somebody was like, "Oh, if you guys like watching like how to fix cars, you guys should check out Vice Grip Garage." And they linked the Cadillac DeVille video. That's good. And the the cap in the comment was like, he's just a funny person just with his attitude. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't like try to be funny with his jokes. He'll he's just like just the way he's naturally funny to listen to him talk. Because he's talking to himself. Yeah. He's literally he, so he's with the camera <laughs> and he's like, So it's just me. And uh <laughs> it's I got this Cadillac DeVille here, you know, like well, uh, she's she's looking pretty tight and pretty hey, thick. Went on the interwebs and bought another one site unseen that hasn't run in many, many, many years. And- <laughs> he is ten thousand percent from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! And the whole show is him just like talking. With like just he's just so funny because you just sound he just sounds so like sad yeah. about <laughs> why he's doing it and he's just like 
<sighs> like the amount of times he does that because like it's a genuine like I hope it starts and it's just like poof, and it just dies and he's like well I mean it made noise he's <laughs> like that's it sounds great that helps. He sounds like a king of the hill character he so much is yeah. and but he, and he the the crazy thing is he's super fucking talented yeah in one of the videos I think it was the American flag Chevelle <laughs> yeah he has it so he goes to pick it up and work on it and he's like because his thing is like i show up i see it i fix it i drive it home oh so he shows up and he goes he he starts to like try to work on it and then he goes so i find out that this is a private land and i can't work on it here so i'll have to get it towed somewhere and i think i'll just i, I you know i'm out of state so uh it's gonna come to my motel room and i'll just work on it there and he parks it underneath the street like outside of his motel and he <laughs> Fixes it in the motel parking lot. Jeez. In like a day and a half. Wow. He gets it to run. That's really impressive. Like he's one of those, he's like insanely talented with being able to get, he, he, you could tell he knows these cars inside and out because mm-hmm. he'll just look at it and he's like, oh yeah, that's the 450. They came out in the seventies and that's, uh, they're not good. <laughs> like, he, goes, he goes to work on it. I love that. And he's, it's great. So it, like I've been told I'm a car guy because I watch the stuff now, but like mm-hmm. it's just so entertaining because I don't know any of it. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know why how you fix like the con- like the catalytic converter to mm-hmm. get this thing to run, or like why he's pouring gasoline on in through the top of the engine and somehow that gets it to kick. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just need she just needs a little fire starter here, you know, just <laughs> just, just 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 a little bit. Oh, she'll probably blow up. We'll She's see. tart. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. Those are good. Or he like surprise. He'll like he's checking a car. He's like, so guys, when you want to see how the underbody is, the best thing to do is to use the Rust Checker twenty thousand that came out in about about forty years ago. It's real good. And then he just starts hitting it with a hammer. (laughs) He didn't expect the Rust Checker. (laughs) And it just pokes right through. And he was like, yeah, so that check's bad. And then he just moves on to the. that's so good it's fantastic it's fantastic and it's just it's really cool it's really you could tell that like he he was a he was an enthusiast and just somebody just told him like you're too good at this to Mm. like let that go to waste and you're funny you should Mm -hmm. totally just record videos and he just started and it's funny because again i've been watching his videos and i could see back when it was like average quality to now he's doing like basically 4k yeah um and he's getting like 300 views per video at least and yeah. he's it's it's hilarious stuff because just the stuff he gets dragged into that he does 300,000 you meant yeah okay yeah 300,000 yeah 300 I was like I have youtube videos of 300 yeah. views and it's just just his humor is just so different than what I'm used to hearing for yeah. humor so to hear him talk about stuff like that is just it's it's great <laughs> i could tell by the 15 seconds that we heard of it that his like way of talking it's very similar to that show Letter Kenny that I think we talked about a while ago. Yeah. That yeah. you would really love. It's basically the it's Letter Kenny is like the Canadian version of Minnesota. And they're all like hockey heads and they yeah. work on farms and yeah. they all talk like that. <laughs> um and they have like so much slang that it's hard to follow, but like you kind of get what they mean. Oh, like like Clockwork Orange, where yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. saying made up words, but you get it kinda. Yeah. Um that's awesome. Those all seem like really good, like YouTube. They're fun. Shows. They're yeah. so fun. Like the one thing that I, the one gr- thing I will say about the Goon Squad guys mm-hmm. is the kids 
<laughs> is that like you could tell that they didn't they've never expected it to be i think what it is mm -hmm. because they use very similar mannerisms because they don't know how to present mm -hmm. so like it, it went from being awkward of them always using the same word to now it's their catchphrase yeah <laughs> where it's like dang son like that, that like now that's their catchphrase yeah. or like hey guys like it's so awesome and it's so incredible and i can't wait to get going like that's like their thing to i can't always, wait to get going because well, well not that but just like the way they say it because they you can tell they don't know how else to say it yeah so, like, they just always do it <laughs> like that so if you if you try to blitz through their videos it mm -hmm. gets redundant because they do it a lot yeah um but they're very different because goon squad edits and they have like music playing in the background like they have like trap house playing oh trap house they'll have like uh like Trop house is what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trap house, <laughs> uh, like tropical, like uh, EDM music playing. So it's like real chill while it shows yep. like cuts of them doing stuff. Um, Vice Grip Garage is just him, dead silence. You you hear like the grass crunching beneath his feet as he walks. Dead silence. Him just talking out loud to himself the whole time. Just like <laughs> just no music, no music. He edits it, so like yeah. obviously he cuts it, so you don't see too much boring stuff. So yeah. it's always action. Yeah, but like there's nothing meant to be entertaining about the edits. It's yeah. just so you see what he's doing because it's almost like he doesn't. I, you could tell he doesn't want it to be educational because he says at the beginning, "This is not educational. I'm an idiot. Don't do what I'm doing." <laughs> he's like tasting oil sticks, and he's like, "That's good." Like and he puts it back. Like, <laughs> That's so good. Or like one time he he pulled it out and he tasted it. He just like quickly tasted the end of the, the dipstick and he goes, "That's varnished, so that's nice." That's. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the that's the kind of mechanic he is, where it's just like he clearly is in tune enough where he can taste oil sticks and know how old the oil is. <laughs> Varnish. <laughs> that's so good. It's like oh yeah, so you know like. The gas cap's broken here, so, uh, you know, the gasoline is probably just pure ethanol. That's, you know, that's great for these 50s engines. It just, <laughs> just, like, keeps going. So, yeah, it's fun stuff. So, I found those, and also it's weird because I like the fact that I feel like I'm supporting just everyday average people. Yep. Um, and, like, I'm, I'm, my view is helping them yeah. continue to do what they love to do. So I like that a lot. Yeah, it's like cool. I get to I get to see something that I find interesting, which is cars, because mm -hmm. I don't know anything about them, and then I get to see it's entertaining. Yep. Sometimes it's fucking bonkers, like the <laughs> fact that they, the kids, do what they do in Goon Squad just blows my mind. I'm just like, like you guys just took the frame apart and now you're putting it together to make sure this one piece fits properly yeah. with the spacing and then you have to take it all off again yeah like are you kidding me that's like an hour yeah. of just just to test to alignment test one part yeah to test if one part's in place properly like but that they do is it. why people like you and me cannot rebuild broken ferraris <laughs> <laughs> exactly um yeah, so it's it's cool. It's it's just it's cool to see that and cool to support that. So that those are things that I watch at least. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, the the detailing that you talked about remind me. I've been watching a few videos by this guy, the Detail Geek. Okay. Have you uh, heard of him at all? He sounds like Ammo and NYC. Uh, maybe I don't know, but he owns his own like garage. Like his home garage is outfitted to be like a detailing garage. Okay. Um, and he just has people pay him to like deep clean their cars and detail their cars. This sounds like ammo NYC. Interesting. Ammo AMMO NYC. Alpha Mike Mike Oscar NYC. Yeah. Um, 
It sounds very similar. But uh, his videos are like 20, 30, 40 minutes long of just like nasty, nasty, nasty. Like the his top video is deep cleaning the nastiest vehicle I've ever seen. Insane 20-hour detailing job on an SUV. Uh, and it's like a mom's SUV that has like three kids and there's like french fries and gum like stuffed into look up the carpet. Ammo, look, look up Ammo NYC. I think we're talking about somebody different. We are. Yeah, we definitely are. Ammo um, NYC is a guy who is obsessed with detailing to the point where he formulated his own detailing liquids. Interesting. And yeah. now he sells his own detailing liquids and he runs a detailing class hmm. where you can buy classes and he will teach you like he formally teaches you with like learning material, presentations, videos. Interesting, yeah. He but he works out of New York City, obviously. Yeah. And like he has clients pay him to detail like extremely rare cars. Because mm-hmm. he's he's like so like I was like like this is another one of those where it's like it's too much dubsy style mm. of things. Cause it's like He'll be like, what you don't want to do is this because this compound actually has this chemical and this chemical will eat away this chemical, which is in the polymer inside the paint. So when you do that, you strip away and cause abrasions on the top on the top layer of your protective coating. Yeah. When you do that, when you do something like wax, that just clogs it up. So that doesn't give you the full shine. I'll show you in a close-up. Show us a close-up. He's like, so what you want to do is you want to like you want to make sure you're first of all, of course, like your pad is clean. So, you know, we don't want to have too much buildup. So make sure you're periodically taking compressed air from an air compressor and blowing out your, your buffing pad. <laughs> and you'll see the paint particles that come off because that's dry, dead paint. You want to have like, wow, you want to have like lively paint. And when you have that, it won't bleed off when you go to use an abrasive compound like this. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And he'll, and he'll have like actual, like, like beakers, like, Jeez. Beakers laid out, and he'll have like this is sample A and sample B. This is what happens when I mix sample three with this, and you'll see this how it foams. Like. Not at all similar <laughs> to the detail geek. The detail geek is it's a 30 minute video of him taking a nasty car that makes you want to vomit at the beginning of it, playing a bunch of lo fi hip hop while he does like a, a time lapse video of him like working on the outside and then cleaning the tires. If, you're, if, you, if you're satisfied by those though, you should watch his videos because the non instructional videos yeah. is him being like i'm detailing a car that hasn't been detailed in 30 years yeah i'm cleaning out a car that hasn't been driven in 50 years yeah i'm doing and it's like he literally puts on a hazmat suit with his partner because he's like you don't want to be breathing in any type of like uh like like particles that we're going to be disrupting as we start to clean out this car we found rat nests and you find dead yeah you find exactly. dead animals and then you have on top of that just the the mold and mildew and what happens when it seeps into the leather and then he has a steamer and he's steaming the leather and then he's yep. cleaning it then he's soaping it then he's sudsing it and then he's like <laughs> lathering it and it's just if, if you like the power washing porn yeah kind of yeah stuff, it's kind of like power it's, a washing lot, porn. It's, it's a lot like that it's insane and yeah it's so cool it's really cool the how like you can tell why people pay him money to be like the guy to go to in yeah. New York City. Like he's doing Lamborghinis and he's doing like vintage cars, like where only ninety were made, and they call him in to come do it with just him. That's pretty cool. Um, no, yeah. this guy he lives in like California or something, and like <laughs> suburban people are like, "Can you clean my nasty soccer mom van that we haven't cleaned in like two years, but Ooh. it looks like a tornado happened inside here?" And like, 
Oh my god, it's it's cool to he kind of describes the tools he's using is like this is a special steamer like I attached this like vacuum hose with a bristle brush to a steamer and like it's my custom like creation thing that happens because like for gum that's what gets it off the best and stuff like that and then he like steams the cup holders and like he shows how he could take certain parts of the center console yep. out and like clean every little bit underneath it it's crazy the amount of like work he goes into and like 20 hours to clean this car yeah dude i haven't cleaned any of my cars for longer than an hour i i washed my car off of ammo nyc's like spring cleaning video Mm -hmm. where it's like a 10 step process where Mm -hmm. he's like a lot of people ask me keep it simple Mm -hmm. because they don't want to do what i do because i go so overboard he was like i'm going to show you a simple video to get to do a spring cleaning and I did it, and it's the best my cars look since I've had it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And it's nothing even... It wasn't even that crazy. It was just the proper method. Yeah. Like, when to clean what, mm-hmm. like, what to use on what, like, what, like, start at where to end where, yep. use what rag at what time, and, like, just changing that, I was like, this car looks amazing. Yeah. It looks brand new. Like, even, like, what spray to use on the windows and stuff like that i'm sure it makes a huge difference yep. how to how to like properly clean windows with like a scraper and not to use cloth like mm. yeah the whole nine yards interesting it's really cool it's really cool i might want to watch that one you should watch ammo nyc yeah he's they're all three of those channels are great entertainment yeah they're great entertainment and as somebody who uh wants to take care of their car yes. you will probably appreciate uh those videos because yeah. you'll see a how easy it is mm-hmm. to fix cars at some i mean not a lot of the stuff that goon squad does because they're insane but mm-hmm. like it's like oh wait you could just do that if you take off the entire back half of the body that's oh that's that's what it looks like oh yeah. it's easy like no. um yeah yeah it uh it's pretty cool it's pretty cool stuff what was the name of that coffee guy again oh james hoffman james hoffman h-o-f-f-m-a-n cool. you can look him up right now i just sure. want to make sure people know. oh james hoffman yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He's um, he's great. Yeah, I was just watching his video of a review of a travel AeroPress, and it's like thirty minutes long, and you could just say, "This is rubber. This is plastic. This fits in here." It. it I'm gonna make coffee <laughs> taste great, and it's like thirty minutes of him breaking down like the dimensions, how you want to do like immersion brew, like oh God. the the size and the components used, how the same like rubber stoppers are used in both the normal aeropress and the travel aeropress he goes to the quality of the edge of the travel cup and how that can be fixed and 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 can be improved uh for a better mouthfeel when you go to when you go to drink it yep um talks about the clientele that this might attract and to why he goes into god (laughs) goes into a lot he goes into like the timing for when you stir and press and style of yeah i do want to i've been making my own coffee every day since uh quarantine started and i want to up my game a little bit i use a french press so i might want to look up the best way to use a french press you wanted the biggest thing that i changed yeah um so i used to drink coffee all the time until i drank too much and the acidity caused problems so now Mm -hmm. i don't have it as much but i love coffee Mm -hmm. um i had a hand grinder called hand ground and it was like a like a kickstarter type um grinder Mm -hmm. and it worked really well but i broke it when i was cleaning it and i was like i need to get a new part Mm -hmm. so i went to go order a part and their website and all their pages and all their contact and social media hasn't been updated in two years (laughs) so i'm assuming i'm not getting a repair part anytime soon yeah so i was like i need to get a new grinder so you know me 
you know your boy. So I started doing research on coffee grinders. <laughs> I feel bad for these websites. <laughs> <laughs> and long story short, I settled on a Barazza Virtuoso. Yeah. And I just actually recommended this to Scam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His reaction was great. I was like, this is the grinder I use. I think it's great. You don't need it, but this is just... If you do, if you get a grinder and you grind things fresh, it tastes amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I got the grinder. What was his reaction? He was just like, he he was balking at the price. He was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not spending that. I was like, you don't yeah. have to. It's just, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I was like, you don't have to. It's just, it's just, I'm just saying this is, this is what I got. You don't have to get this. Um, anyways, um, so I got a Barazza Virtuoso. I think it's a Virtuoso Plus or whatever. But long story short, it's a grinder. And I never have, I've never had an electric grinder. Mm-hmm. Now, I've also never had an electric grinder that you dial in to literally like a grind setting. Yeah. So most grinders like one through eight. Mm-hmm. This is one through 40. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's 40 like settings for grind like, levels. Yeah. <laughs> for the From people. powder to, to like, like chunks. Chunks. Yeah. Yes. So now what I do is that I have like a small tin of like left. I have an old Lavazza tin mm-hmm. um, that I cleaned out and I basically grind enough uh, grounds or mm-hmm. beans for about a week. Yeah. A week's worth of coffee. And then I put it in the tin and put it in my fridge. Mm-hmm. And then I just make a fresh cup each day. Mm. So I never have like longer than a week of ground yeah. coffee. Um, and fresh grinding it. First of all, it's simple. I pour some in. Put the top on. I flip a switch and I just let it go. Yeah, simple. Yeah, um, shit tastes really fucking good. Yeah, like, and I I don't think I'm ever gonna buy pre ground coffee again because of yeah. this, um, because mm. it's so good. So I will say this. I just bought like a quart of <laughs> well, ground coffee. There's nothing wrong with it. It's yeah. just like it's just I'm just saying like once you I also bought I also of course did my research on what fresh ground what fresh beans to buy and yeah. I found a list of top rated roasters wow um to buy from. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, you should definitely buy some Cafe Grumpy. Okay. Out of Brooklyn. Uh, really good. Super good from what I've had so far. I've had their house blend. Um fresh roasted beans. Mhm. And then fresh roasted grounds. Yeah. It's just like when you have good beans and a good grinder. Yeah. And then you make it as long as you don't fuck it up too bad. It's like, whoa, this is good. Coffee. It's like I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, I do taste the orange and I do taste the, the, uh, the dark chocolate. Like I can actually taste these. It's not just like bitter juice. It's like yeah. I can actually <laughs> taste these things and it actually kind of smells fruity too. Like, yeah. like you actually start getting those. Um, hmm. It's great. And I think that's why a lot of people get coffee at cafes because a lot of the times they do have like they do grind in the morning mm-hmm. and then they use that coffee so it's like wow this coffee is so good it's like well yeah it's just it was ground that morning it was or, made the right way yeah it was made the right exactly it was yeah. made the right way like not that there's no not that's wrong it was made the freshest way yeah that they could compared to the like the get up and go way of Americans, which is we need to have K cups. We need to have yeah. like pre ground coffee so we can just throw it in and go. We need to set the timer so it can brew for us in the morning. Like, yeah. like it's not so much like you don't want it or you can't. It's just lifestyle doesn't really permit it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I uh, we have a little plastic water heater where you fill it up to the line. Yeah, electric kettle. Yeah. Fl- yeah, flick it and then it boils and then it goes click and then Same you here. let it. Yeah, let it not bubble get it down from boiling yeah and then uh three scoops of 
ground coffee. Literally doesn't matter what brand. We're not even at that level yet. Just, uh, that one sounds tasty. <laughs> um, three scoops of that in the French press. Pour it up to the line. Let it sit for five minutes. Squish it down. Pour it. Creamer. Done. We really got to up our game. I want to make you coffee. <laughs> I want to make you coffee now. Do you just drink it black? Yes. So you're just going with the flavor of the beans. Yep. I mostly get my flavor from the creamer. So that we put way more effort into choosing our creamer than our coffee. I think if you buy good beans, you'll be surprised at what you... Yeah. First of all, you got to get a you got to get a good grinder. Yeah. Um, I was looking First at... First of all, I need to actually look up how to properly use a French press. Because we're just scoop, scoop, scoop. Water up to here. Oh, don't have enough water. Whatever. <laughs> let it sit in there. Oh, no. So you want to have coarse ground coffee. Yeah. You want to let it sit for like four to seven minutes. Oh, okay. And then, oh, after you stir it, you're supposed to stir it once once you pour water. Oh, uh, we don't stir. I uh, pour it like an inch in there and mm-hmm. make like a slurry mm-hmm. and just kind of swish that around and then fill it up to the top. Okay. Um, stir more probably. Yeah. So I pour it in, goes to the top. You stir it. I put the top on. I don't touch it yep. for four to seven minutes. And then I press it down. Mm-hmm. I learned from... Mr. Sir James Hoffman, I've learned that what you should do is... Is he a knight? No. Okay. <laughs> when you pour... When you fill it up with the grounds in the hot water, you should wait for the bits to fall to the bottom. Ooh. And the bits that don't, that flow to the top, you scoop out. Oh, why? Then, uh, because that is what creates, like, the, um, the, the, the bitter oiliness. Okay. Like, the heavy silt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh. comes from that. Oh. And then... I always get silt. Yep, that's why. So you take that out from the top, and then you p- put the top on the top of the of the coffee. Yeah, and you don't press it down. You press it down just enough, like just so it's at level of the top part of the coffee, oh. and you that filters without compressing and squeezing more silt out. And then you let it go, and that's how you get a clean cup of French press. Oh my god, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yes, I'm gonna try it that way. Yes, tomorrow. Yes. And then um, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. Um, I used to love French press. I stopped I stopped French press for a bit because I'm a dark roast guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just got tired of the of the dark roast French press style. I needed something different. And that's yeah. when I started getting into uh, espresso. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I don't know if you ever had just shots of espresso, just raw. But I have not. <laughs> Yeah, that's they kick your ass. Yeah, they kick your ass. It's um, it's a lot. I um, I can see why people have like biscottis with them because yeah. it's just like hot dirt at first when you first start having the <laughs> special shots. Yeah. Um, and then you, mmm, mmm. But eventually, you start to like appreciate the flavor of it. Yeah, which is weird. This um, is some pretty good hot dirt. Mmm, <laughs> I can really taste like the rocks in the dirt in this one. Um, and that's what does it. it tastes like an orange fell on this dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, but I, I mainly got espresso because at my last job we were right down from like the company Starbucks coffee station. Yeah. So people walking by would always be like, "Oh, do you want some coffee?" And I would always feel bad being like, "Yeah, like spend a dollar fifty on me." So I found out espresso shots are like fifty cents, Ooh. seventy-five cents at most. Wow. So I'd be just be like, "Yeah, I'll just have one shot of espresso." 
and I just get a little shot of espresso, and that shit would just fucking slap you awake. <laughs> so like you, I'd be wired. So it'd be perfect, and it would be like so. It's the fastest, cheapest, most economical way to get wired off of caffeine. Yeah. So I would just do a shot, or I would sip it. But yeah, yeah. you have like a single shot of espresso, and then huh. fucking, I'm electric. When I uh, recently, sometimes when I've been like drinking my morning coffee a little too fast, like I'll notice if I finish my like I have I do iced coffee, so I like do the french press and i just pour it over ice and kind of gets watered down so there's probably definitely a better way to do that but when i drink it too quickly when it's gone by like 10 um my jaw clenches for like a couple hours like i just feel like a tingling in my jaw and like i'm just like grinding my teeth like the caffeine definitely hits me in a way if i drink it too fast see coffee caffeine hits me for like an hour and then it's gone yeah for me now it's just not the same it's gone for me i don't feel it anymore but i have had coffee like too late in the day where i'm up at like two three in the morning just sitting in bed like why the fuck am i not going to sleep yet it's the coffee Uh, yeah exactly at like six yeah yeah (laughs) that's why i don't have i don't have caffeine after uh like 3 30 4 o'clock yeah because thankfully most of the time i burn it off at the gym because i just Mm. go nutso Mm. but it's the same thing like um i had to lower my dosage of caffeine of my like uh pre-workout too because the same thing would happen because mm. it's just like full of like green tea extract for caffeine and it just fucking like gets you going yeah so i know what you mean it's the same thing i get it i get it um can i tell you a story please yeah so i don't know if you get this often or maybe it's just me because i've had this a couple times now and oddly very similar styles mm-hmm so I built a new desk. Sure, yeah. As you know. It looks great. Thank you. I had to get a piece of finished plywood okay. for the top because I wanted to have a uniform, smooth surface Yeah, that I could gloss and finish. Yeah. So I went to the local uh, Home Depot yeah. and I went up and I was looking around and as usual in th- those stores, you can't find anybody to help you. So half an hour, I finally find somebody who's free in the area that I need. Mm-hmm. And I say, Hey, do you have any finished plywood? And he goes, yeah. What, like how much do you need? And I was like, I need 46 by uh, 42 by 26. He was like, okay, what's it for? And I said a desk and I showed him pictures and I was like, I want that to go on top one piece. How should I hear it? And he was like, you should use screws. Like you want wood screws, probably like three inches. Like we can go check that out. So the guy's really nice. He spends 10 minutes with me and, and I'm helping him move the wood because it's a big ass piece of wood. So yeah. I'm helping him put the wood on the cart and nice. we're pushing it over to the buzzsaw. And he's lining it up, and we're like, we're just, we're just shooting the shit. No, not even. We're just, oh. we're just getting it done. Yeah, like, like transactional but friendly. Yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere, he turns to me, and he says, <laughs> he says, I'm so scared right now. By the way, <laughs> he said, oh, what was it? I was just like what like i remember that was my reaction i just went what um because i I didn't realize he would say he was saying this to me he just goes um like what was it oh yeah so how would you feel if oh no what oh yeah he's he led up to it he he was nice he broke me in he said so do you have a girlfriend and i said i I do he's like and y'all live together i was like yep and he goes okay what would you do if she was sleeping at another man's house and i said I don't know if she'd be my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) 
And you was like, thank you, man. Thank you. Because you want to know, know the shit that's happening right now? And I was like, what's up, my dude? And he, was like, <laughs> and he goes into just detail. And he tells me about how his, he found evidence of his girlfriend like cheating on him and staying at another guy's house. And then she's trying to deny it. And then she finally admitted it after like a few days. And then he told her to leave. And he told her to pack up her stuff because they've been living together. And it's his place. And if she really wants a bed, she can stay at the other guy's bed. And then like find her own bed yeah. to stay in, not his. All this other stuff. And I'm just I'm just holding the wood. (laughs) Now I have no problems just shooting shit with people, completely complete strangers. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't know if it's just the way I talk Mm. or the way I appear. This is not the first time this has happened, even recently, that strangers just open up to me. Yeah. About stuff. And I don't know if you ever get this, but like this was an example where he's talking to me about his personal problems with his girlfriend. And I was just like, he ended it with like, hey, man, well, good luck with the desk, my dude. And I was like, hey, man, you have good luck with the beds. And <laughs> he laughed and he was like, <laughs> and he was like, I'll be fine. She needs the luck. And I was like, there you go. Stay strong. And like, <laughs> like I, I left. Um, I love that. Where is this <laughs> depot? Is this one nearby here? Yeah. yeah. Cool. I, um, That's where I'm shopping now. Right. But like, this has happened a lot. Like, yeah. For me, strangely a lot. We're like, that's, I, I told you what happened when my radiator blew, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking to the guy about his girlfriend and possible fiance <laughs> and like having problems with, uh, with like moving with the landlord and yeah. like stuff like that. Right? Like nice guy, hardworking guy, very kind guy, but like sharing a lot of personal details with a stranger you just met. Yeah. And is it just, is it me? Like it's partly you. you why is that? Because I've <laughs> been in similar situations. Like it's partly the people. Like there are certain people who would just be like, "I can't wait to meet someone today and tell them about my girlfriend that's cheating on me." <laughs> but and then there's I think the difference between you and me. I bet you get more of it, but I get it too. But I think you start off with people a little bit more open. Me? Uh, yeah. Like, I feel like you and I, we both walk into, like, a hardware store. And we're both right. trying to get three-inch screws for the desk we're making. I walk in. I kind of smile and nod. I do, like, the white person nod to the person at the register. Just the, like, pursed lips thing. Uh, I walk to the back. I figure out where the screws are. Maybe I'm having trouble. I don't ask anybody. I look it up online. Uh, what kind of screws? Blah, blah, blah. Brand. Oh, this one. Okay. And I grab it. And I walk up. And I just put it on the counter and they say hey how's it going today and i will just go not bad and like just wait for the thing to be over i'm very transactional very i'm not there to be friends uh where i feel like you get there and they're like hey how's it going today you're like not bad building a desk or something like that like you just give them that inch that they're like "Ooh, time to make a friend and tell them about who's cheating on me where they're waiting they have this this story that's itching to get out that they need to tell they don't want to tell their boss their boss doesn't care enough about them they don't want to tell their coworkers. they don't want to make their day feel weird but then they meet this guy who's coming in and he's building a desk and he says something you said something that you don't remember and you're not going to tell us in the story earlier that let him know hey i could tell this guy my whole life story <laughs> where me i would be like hi can i get this wood cut and you'd be like sure can i ask you something do you live with a girlfriend and i'll be like can i get the wood cut 
I also so this the one part of you recreating that experience that makes me realize something is when you say when somebody says, Well, how's it going when you check out? Yeah. I'll openly be like, eh, it's not too bad. Like, how's it going for you today? Like, I'll nope. talk to them. <laughs> nope. Um, to me, that is a script. It's like an exchange. But that's why I want to break the script and break that rule. No, like, and that's why you meet all these friends. <laughs> I am not out there to make friends. I am there to get my three-inch screws. <laughs> I go pretty deep at Costco with people. I'll be like, I'll be like, is your shift almost over? And they're like... Nah, man, I got like for another four hours. I'm like, but you guys close in like an hour and a half. He's like, loading times, man. We got to load. I'm like, oh, all like you. Wait, that's not a separate shift. And it's like, nah, man. If you're on the second shift, you're on the second shift. You got to handle the loading times. And it's like, I have oh, made friends sucks, in man. the in the Costco checkout line. Uh, but Costco employees are also extremely like chill and friendly. Yeah, because they pay them like a thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> that's that's what it is. <laughs> But like, I uh, I was checking out recently, and there they had like the whole six feet thing, and we had to wear a mask, and I had the plexiglass up, and it was very like kind of weird being shuffled around and whatever. So I was like, I was honestly looking to break the weirdness of just being out and dealing with all that stuff. And one of them, the lady in front of me, was she had this huge order, and she was one of those classic people who had like an issue with a coupon, and it was like I need one dollar off this loaf of bread, and I'm also buying eight thousand other things, but I really care about this one dollar off. And she was putting up a big stink, and then like something with her credit card didn't work, so they asked her to put the entire purchase on hold so she could run out to her car and grab her thing. And I was just so mad that this person exists and isn't aware. Like, I'd be mortified if I were her. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'll put everything away, goodbye. <laughs> um, but she's like, no, this is, I swear this worked before, can't you ask someone? So they had to call a manager over, and I forget this manager's name, but he was a hunky guy, and he had a big arms and he had like a t-shirt underneath his like costco apron or whatever and the t-shirt was tight on his arms uh and they he like came over and kind of shot the shit with the lady and was kind of charming and then he left and then the lady was done and i was being wrung out and it was two cashiers for some reason like one was one helps bag i guess yeah uh but one of them said to the other it's like he's so nice he's our uh he's our new manager andy or whatever and she was like yeah he is pretty nice he's got good arms and i was like <laughs> he does have good arms <laughs> like i don't know what came out of me because i noticed like damn that dude is like yoked um but and then we started talking about his arms <laughs> and then i made some some gal pals um and then like i had the card ready and i paid and i was like i swear my visa card's gonna work because <laughs> i know how debit cards work or something like that and they're like oh i'm so sorry about that you sure did pick the wrong line to be in because i was waiting for like 10 minutes i was like that was nice i met a friend never again <laughs> you see i i i totally go for just transactional only conversations my intent is never to make a friend i just go there i just and i just if i'm in the if i'm in the mood i have no problem having conversation yeah i have no problem just being like yeah i don't have to be the worst part of your day i can yeah i can talk to you oh i'm like totally the same thing like i'm not gonna be like rudely transactional and with that guy if that guy asked me like let me ask you something you live with a girlfriend i totally would have what like humored him we probably would have had the exact same that's, but that's what I'm story saying, like, like, after that point. But that's what I mean. You and me are, I, in my eyes, the same like this. 
and, and like in the same situations, I feel like you and I had the exact same thing. Nah, you did so something. Like, <laughs> you were too outgoing at the beginning. I know it. <laughs> too outgoing. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. Say, you were too friendly. You were too talkative. I don't know. <laughs> just too confident or something. I don't know. I just I I get it. I get it a lot, and I just I just yeah. It's just taxing because I, I I'm not there for the intent. I'm there to leave. And then they're just, I am there to leave, but then, they, but then it always gets so deep. Conversations always like go off this wild turn. It's like, like I'll I'll just be like you know, what's example? I'll just be like paying a bill at like the ice cream parlor or something, and they'll just be like, "Can I ask you a question real quick?" And I'm like, "Sure, what's up?" And they're like, "What do you think about the Thirteenth Amendment?" <laughs> and I'm just like. That's a good one, you know. It's a it's a good amendment. It's good to have. <laughs> it's a like, good just, amendment. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like it's never like. Can I ask you a question? It's like, yeah, sure. What's up? Where where did you get those shoes? It's like <laughs> or DSW. You want to believe it at the ice cream parlor? Can I ask you a question? Do you have four ninety nine? Because that's how much this ice cream costs. That's the only question that you need to ask. <laughs> That's not what I get. And I have just, you had someone ask you what you think about the thirteenth? No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> that was very specific. Completely random. No, I just pulled it out of the air. <laughs> but like, that's that's the stuff. Like, I, like <laughs> it happens enough times. I'm just like, oh fuck. Like, and it's like this weird energy you can kind of pick up. Like, oh shit, they're gonna they're gonna make an awkward conversation now. It's not a bad thing. It's just, I don't know why it always happens to me. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a social guy. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. Maybe you you aren't as outgoing. What is it? You, you wish you weren't as outgoing as you act. <laughs> like you put yourself out there like an outgoing guy. Yes. But you don't want to be. No. Internally. You're just like, this is the nice thing to do, so I have yes, to do it. Exactly. Where I'm I this is the minimum nice <laughs> that I have to be to not ruin this person's day. <laughs> yeah. And that, give away no details about myself. That makes more sense. Yeah. That makes more sense then. Okay. Well, that's fair. That's fair. I just I mean, it's not terrible. No, but like I it, there's so many times this has happened, I can't draw just one right now. Like I'm trying to think of like another one that's happened where it was like one of those weird two personal questions mm-hmm. where I was just like, why are you, why are you asking me this <laughs> <Too> personal? <laughs> like, why are you talking about this? I don't need to hear about that. Yeah. It's just way too personal, you know, just, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, you know what it is? I think I, I just, I don't have anxiety talking to people. Yeah. So like when I was looking for like the metal pipes and the flange bottoms for the legs on the table, yep. some guy came up and was like, Hey man, can I help you? I was like, yeah, look, I got this. I, I'm doing this thing. Yeah. I need, I'm trying to figure out the measurements. Tell me what you think. I'm trying to aim for 28 inches. You only sell 30 and 16s. Do you think it's easier to like extend the 16s or just to commit to the thirties? <laughs> he was like, well, like, do you want adjustable height or not? He was like, you you can change like the nipple extensions for the flange ends. And from there you can have adjustable ends. And I was like, Oh shit, that's a really good idea. And he's like, we actually sell like, you know, like 24s. So if you want to get closer to it, I was like, Oh, where are the 24s? Like, <laughs> see, yeah. Do you have about one inch? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we got one inches here. This should be here. That's transactional, but friendly. That's what I do. You're like, yeah, you're having, you're getting the business need out of him being there, but in like a fun, Oh, let me help you out, dude. But not like, <laughs> Hey, can I tell you about my girlfriend who's cheating on me? 
Well, then, when people tell me those things, I assume it's just it's been boiling in their head for a while, and they just need to get it out, and that's yeah. why. So I'm just like, okay, that's fine. I do. I just thought of another one that I had fairly recently, <gasps> um, a little bit before Valentine's Day. Oh, do I? I went to Clark's uh, to get some Ooh, some shoes. Good shoes. Good shoes. Because I didn't want to wear black Converse All Stars. <laughs> For a Valentine's Day date. I mean, very punk rock, but yeah. Not. I mean, it's what I wore for all of our dates leading up to Valentine's and all the dates since then. So I figured I'd change it up. So I went to Clark's. I wanted to get a nice pair of shoes. Okay. Um, what kind? Chuckas? Boots? I don't know. I just wanted to look around. Flats. Okay. Yeah, I, just, I, I knew Clark's was good. And I went to the one next to the one that we <laughs> used to work, work at. at. Yeah. Um, and walked in. The girl was like, hey, let me know if you could, if I, uh, if I could help you look for anything. And I was looking around and I was the only one in the store. She was like, any shoe in particular you're looking for? And I was like, just looking for a nice pair of shoes for like wearing in the office, uh, but wearing around, but also particularly for Valentine's Day. And she's like, ooh, you doing something special? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take her out to a nice restaurant. And she was like, how'd you meet her? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you don't have this conversation very often. <laughs> What'd you say? I was like, online. <laughs> but yeah, it was... Uh, what did you say after that? She's like, oh, cool. Things are going well so far. I'm like, yep. <laughs> we are going out for Valentine's Day. And she's like, well, like, how formal is it going to be? And I'm like, there we go. Back on track. <laughs> the right, the relevant questions. Oh, my. I don't know how I would answer that. Yeah. Where'd you meet her? Tinder? These shoes. Where'd you meet her? At a bar? Those shoes. <laughs> like, that is not relevant. Maybe it was. No. Maybe she, maybe she was going to ask, like, if you said online, like, maybe if you said, like, Tinder or, like, what is it, Cupid? Okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid or whatever. And she just went, okay, have you guys met yet in person? Because mm, if you okay, want to set it in okay. person, it's possible. Yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable answering that. No, I said online. <laughs> That's as, about as specific as I'd like to be. I think I would have lied. I've definitely lied to people before that I don't know. Yeah. Where did you meet? Outside her apartment. <laughs> At a club. When, I, <laughs> when we were dancing At the night away. At a club away. in Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> it was a summer vacation in Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely would have made something up. That's, yeah, that's a little. But that, see, that that's the only thing. If if she had said, is there any kind of shoe in particular you're looking for? I'm just looking for a nice pair of shoes, formal shoes I could wear in the office maybe. But I threw in that little thing. Valentine's Day date. Ooh. Can I tell you about my girlfriend who's cheating on me? You open yourself up. That's why I know you said something. You said something to I open didn't. yourself up I just didn't. a little bit. I didn't. I said I need this desk. I need it to fit a certain area. I don't expect you to remember. I'm not saying you're lying to me. I'm saying it happened and you didn't realize that that's what it was. I wonder if it's just because I'm so casual with people. That's that's part of it, too. They just feel comfortable enough to you're, say something? You're uh, disarming, I think is the word. Disarming, yeah. Yeah, where you're just like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm looking for this thing. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm talking to a, a person. <laughs> like, this isn't like a customer employee thing. It's just person helping person. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I like to think I'm just laid back and they pick up that vibe. Yeah. Of they're just like, oh, yeah, he's chill. Yeah, I can tell him about my beds. Yeah. That's happened. Yeah. Enough times. I mean... It's a blessing and a curse, I bet. Yeah, you know, I, there was a period of time, I think I was 22, 22 to maybe 25 or mm -hmm. 24. Long story short, I was in bars a mm -hmm. lot. Not like partying. I was at bars. Like, 
I could go for a good cold pint. Mm, or I could yeah, have, yeah. I could have a nice old fashioned or something. Like I was just at a bar, mm-hmm. um, with a friend, usually only one other friend, and I would usually end up talking to the bartender. Yeah, oh, yeah. Of just like long conversations, like, and got to the point where it's like, oh yeah, so how's the kid doing? Like, like it would get to that point. Yep. So. It helps that a bartender is also very good at that. Yeah, but that's like their job. It's very weird. I can never be a bartender. Yeah. Um, but perhaps that's, I don't know, maybe it fostered the ability to do that and just talk to people. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they don't know. I, I Thinking about it now, I've always dealt with, with strangers. Mm-hmm. I was in hospitality. I was in food and beverage. I was in retail. I always dealt with strangers. It was always a thing where it's like you have to go meet, talk to somebody you never met before. Mm-hmm. Go. For like eight years, eight to ten years, I had to touch talk to strangers. Yeah. So I think that's where it comes from too. Yeah. Where like it's not strange for me. Yeah, exactly. To talk to strangers. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good point. And like, yeah, maybe that's why. That's uh, at my current job uh, doing like over the phone customer things. I've gotten very good at being the customer calling places. Because I know the type of customer that I'd prefer to have a conversation with. Right, 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 right. Um, so that's a that's a cool skill. But I still hate talking to people on the phone. So I wonder if it's if it's if I wonder if it's us forming the style that we would prefer, mm. and I'm portraying the person I would prefer to experience if I was in their position, that's or something. if it's a comfort level, and that's why we do it. I think it's a little bit of both, but I really like that that second point you brought up. What the the you're portraying the customer that you wish you had right your ideal customer that could be it it'll be like someone walks into the store and be like hey what are you looking for i'm looking for this uh specific hard drive for blah 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 oh well let me tell you about this stuff but now you're you're the customer on that end yeah you know what i dealt I, i another time i was buying call of duty and a keyboard in best buy and it turned into talking about like console cross-platform gaming with a group of Best Buy employees. Yep. <laughs> I've had that happen for sure. But like, it was for me just being like, uh, do you guys have any Call of Duty? And he's like, oh man, yeah, we got a bunch. And I was like, oh, you do? I thought you guys were sold out. He's like, nah, man, it's in the display. I'm like, oh shit, my bad. I'm just completely blind about it. Sorry. Yeah. He was like, no, it's all good. What version do you need? Uh, I need an Xbox One. Oh, okay, okay. What do you have? It's like, oh, I have a, I have a PlayStation. It's like, oh, okay. Do, do you think there's a huge difference? He's like, nah, not really. Like, once you get online, you get online. I'm like, and then okay, one person cool. the aisle over is be like, nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Xbox is way better. <laughs> yeah, you get into that discussion. Yeah. So, Speaking of that, let's yes. end on the PS5 reveal. We did this last week. We did? Yes. About how it looks? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I made you watch the video of it, and you're like, where's the price? Where's the price? Where's the price? Still no price. That was after the show. After the podcast? Oh, maybe. Yeah, well, what do you think about it? It looks like an oyster. It looks weird as hell. It looks like a a router for 100 years in the future. I am here to say there has never been a council that's cosmetic appearance has made me think I don't want to buy it. I've never been... Oh. You're also talking to somebody who likes the fat Xbox. I am... (laughs) Not against the cosmetic appearance of any console. Yeah. I almost don't care how they look. Oh, yeah. It's going to sit under my TV in a dark I care entirely about the price point Mm -hmm. and the investment return on it. Yeah. The ROI. Return on investment. Of that purchase. Yeah. And I heard rumors that it's around $800. (laughs) And then I heard rumors that that was a rumor and then it's actually going to be $600. 
both a little high. Well, I've never bought a brand new console except for Nintendo products. So what is the standard price for these? New- uh, I'll run through a few that I know off the top of my head. Switch, $300 on yep. launch. When, I, and I'm going to go based off of when they first came out. Switch with $300. PS4 was $400. Xbox One was $500. But then they unbundled it with the Kinect and made it $400 eventually. The PS3 was $600. And the, it was like the laughing stock of the gaming industry for a couple of years until they got it down to a manageable price. Uh, the Xbox 360, I want to say, was $400, maybe less, but I think $400. Um, so four to six is an existing range. Yeah, four is like the expectation standard for the last few generations. Um, I don't really remember before that. Um, I didn't get my PS2 new. I got the PS2 Slim months after the PS2 Slim had been out. So my parents probably got a great deal on it. And like the PS3 was the first console I ever bought. And I ended up getting it when they were $300. So a few years after they launched. Wii. The Wii. Wii is the the first. Wii was like $200 or $250. That's the first console I ever bought with my own money. Yeah. Was the Wii. And then um, I got the PS3. I split it with my dad, I Mm. believe. Or he bought it for me for my. I forget which one. But long story short, I got a PS3. And that I still have in the room. Uh, no, I don't. I have it somewhere else. But yeah, PS3 I still have. Yep. Um, the interesting thing about this generation is we know pretty much all the specs of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X or whatever it's called. Yeah. And they're just gaming computers. <laughs> they're yeah. just like kind of budget, but kind of pretty decent gaming computers in a funky looking shape. So if it's $800 for like a pretty kick-ass gaming computer that runs Sony exclusives... Eh. Um, I also we know all the games that are coming out on launch day. I'm not getting it on launch day. Like, there's nothing that I need it for launch day for. I was gonna say, like, I spent two fifty on my Switch, mm-hmm. and I think it's probably the best investment I've done <laughs> in terms f- of ROI. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's just like I've been first of all playing Ring Fit on it uh, yep. w- once a week. Um, on top of like. The price of their games mm-hmm. is so good mm-hmm. as long as you don't buy like the big name titles. Yeah, like I don't, I don't need to buy Zelda because we already have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought South Park for like ten bucks. I mm-hmm. bought Child mm-hmm. of Light for five bucks. I bought um, Overwatch is twenty bucks on it right now. The fuck that! I have a PC for that though. I, know. I bought Overcooked Two for five bucks. Yeah, or ten bucks. Like it's it's amazing the amount of entertainment you get for such little money out of it compared yep. to like a PC. Um, but with that being said, like I have a lot of great times with the PC. Granted, it's mainly just Overwatch and Call of Duty, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know what I don't like about playing anything other than FPS and PC, mm-hmm. and this is why I like the Switch. It's relaxing to lay down with the Switch to play those games in handheld mode. Yes, interesting. It is not for me. Like, can you imagine sitting in a chair playing Zelda? Like. In a computer chair like this? Oh, yeah, like at a desk? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Exactly. And yeah. that's why I can't do anything other than FPSs, because yeah. I start playing and I'm just like, this is, I, this feels wrong. Yeah. Yeah, they, I think that's one thing that Nintendo knows where they stand in the gaming industry, and they are just holding ground so hard. They're like, 
we own the couch. <laughs> like that's it's perfect. Us. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like, handheld mode, whatever TV, play something relaxing. Which your girlfriend is doing downstairs right now, playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's like that's like the the best like afternoon stuff that we can do is like she'll play Animal Crossing on the TV and I'll be on the couch next to her playing on my handheld mode. Mm-hmm. And I'll be playing like Breath of the Wild. And yeah, it's like such a good. Uh, and I have like my coffee right there on the table. And like maybe a little snack or two, like yeah. it's just, it's just. But then like your friends hit you up and be like, "All right, who's up for Overwatch?" And you that's sit in the chair, and it's like that's literally what happens. And it's just like, "Hey, who's up for like like pew pew?" We say pew pew. Yeah. And then I I'll just switch goes to sleep, walk over to the desk, like turn it on. I'm logged in within two minutes, and I'm playing a game. And then it's like we play three games. Somebody goes, "All right, I'm gonna go have lunch, or I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go like go for a hike before dinner." Then everybody just goes, okay, bye. And we all sign off and then I go back to my switch. Just like, like, <laughs> That's great. So it's great. It's, it's perfect. I don't get those times very often because life's busy, but yeah. Um, yeah. Those are good times. Those are good times. It's good. Yes. Good times. Yes, indeed. This just like this episode. This episode was good times. This episode is good times. Hey, and we're ending just on good time. What? Hey, you Cur- can't see it. Never mind. Oh, okay. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> Mike, new internet? Right, are we doing Santos right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm messing with this real no, hard. No, that, that's how we test it. Oh, but like it's. <laughs> well, I mean, that's gonna sound like ear poison. Well, I mean, like don't don't keep doing it. <laughs> oh man, you really moved this. Yeah. So I've had to move things around quite consistently in the room. As you notice, the bed is down. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. Okay. All right. I think that should be good. All right.